Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is a CC Radio podcast. It was just the most massive thing I've ever seen. I, to tell you the honest truth, I thought, well, we're the only ones left on this planet. Something's happened. We've missed something here. The fear that went in me when I seen it was just, um, like the feeling, I'd say it was fear, but I've never felt that feeling before in my entire life. It's a weird feeling, like you can't explain it when you don't know. You feel like you're being followed, but you don't know what it is. We had two to our right, another one in front of us, another one to the left, and another one just across the road, shaking the daylight down the tree. All we get was a big red eye. I remember waking up and looking at the end of the bed, and there was a figure there, almost insect-like, and then I blacked out. Welcome to the show, everyone. You are listening to Believe, Paranormal and UFO Radio. My name is Cade Moyer, and thanks for tuning in. If you've had an encounter, get in touch with me. My email address is believe at ccradio.com.au or you can message me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash believe UFO Radio. If you enjoy this episode, there are a few things you can do to help the show. Firstly, you can go to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Or you can share the show around social media with your friends and family, and that would help us grow. Tonight, I'm joined by Neil, and Neil's been having weird encounters on his farm just outside of the Canimbla National Park, which is about five hours west of Sydney. Neil, welcome to the show. G'day, Kate. Thanks for having me. Mate, it's great to have you on. The, The little preamp talk that we had before we hit record, you've kind of double the amount of encounters you've had so mate we kind of really need to get straight into it so what's happening on your farm well do you want me to start with the orb the orb on the trail cam or the ufos first let's go with the ufos mate because i'm always a sucker for a good ufo story and what i like about yours is that there's a fair few witnesses with it yeah yeah okay well it all started probably oh getting on two years ago now now I go out of an evening a couple of times, take my little dog out for a wee and all that sort of stuff, you know, and stand there and do a wee myself, and I just stare at the sky. Now, out in the north, northwestern sky, there were, I noticed one night there were these flashing lights. Now, they weren't all flashing at once. They were sort of like flashing in a triangle, but not in unison. They were sort of like really sort of odd sort of... Um, Numeration, maybe how you say it, of how they were flashing, and they weren't in a perfect triangle. They were in a sort of like a a strange looking triangle, but they were just flashing. And I, and I, and I looked at them for a, for a good five ten minutes, and I couldn't work it out. Anyway, I walked back inside, scratching my head, not thinking much more about it. Then about a week later, my brother came out, and we 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 go out, take the little dog out, and um, he's doing away, I'm doing away, dog's doing away. 
And he goes, oh, what was that? And I go, what, mate? And he goes, just up there. And now this was in the southern sky where the southern cross usually hangs out. And, uh, and I said, what? And he goes, there was this massive red flash. And I went, what? He goes, yeah, there was this red flash. And I went, geez, that's odd. You know, you often see, see white flashes and stuff from shitty stars, but never red ones. And he goes, yeah. So anyway, I said, well, that's strange you should say that because the other night I was looking at these flashing lights and I said, I'll show you where. So we walked around the corner. I said, oh, up here is where they were. And bugger me if these things weren't flashing or did or started flashing. Uh, as I said it, I don't know, but they they were flashing. And we were both looking at them for a good 10 minutes. And we're going, what could it be? Could it be a drone? It's not a drone. It's not a helicopter. It's not fireworks. It's not... Um, it's, it's, it's not satellites. It's, what could it be? We couldn't work it out. So we got all the rest of the family out to look at them. And now the rest of the family came out and looked at them. There was four or five of us. And we're watching these flashing lights, and they started getting closer. Now, the young girl that was with us, she started freaking out, going, what is it? What could it be? What could it be? Anyway, so these things just kept flashing and flashing, and eventually they stopped. So we all went inside. Now, after that happened, I was I was onto it. So I went onto YouTube and I checked out YouTube to see if anything else, anybody else, had anything that was sort of like similar. And I've only found one thing, one video on YouTube that showed pretty much the same thing, but it was just one flashing light. It wasn't three. Anyway, I looked at it, and I looked at all the comments. There was about 100 comments, and they all said, don't know what it is, except the last one. And this woman said, oh, it's space junk. You know, if you, if you do the, if you count, it's, you know, it's in rotation and the sun's reflection, it's space junk. And if you go out in the, on dusk, you know, you'll see heaps of space junk. So anyway, I went out for about two weeks. I sat out there at the setting sun for until about an hour after it set, and... I tell you what, Cade, there is so much space junk up there, it is unbelievable. You know, I'd see about eight or ten bits of space junk a night. Because you can tell the difference. Space junk is, it goes really quick. It's like a satellite's on a trajectory. You can tell what a satellite looks like. It's like, but space junk goes really quick. So anyway, we ruled out space junk. So anyway, I'm going out there most nights looking at this spot. Now, one night, there was, I was looking, there was just one flash. There wasn't three. There was just one flash. And I'd do the counting, you know, and, and it wasn't every 12 seconds. It was like, you know, random seconds, anywhere in between 20 and 10 seconds, you know. It was random. Anyway, while I'm looking at it, just to the left of it, this is still in the north, northeastern sky, there was this really big flash of white. And I'm like, Jesus. And then... About three seconds later, there was another flash, bang, in the western sky, just beside where the, where the first flash was. And so I was looking where the second flash was, and I started counting to see if there was going to be any more. And bugger me, like a bat out of hell, I seen this thing coming, flying out of the western sky. Now, it looked like a satellite. That's, that's how the optics look. But this thing was weaving. Now, it wasn't weaving slightly. It was like weaving like a snake would go, you know? So it was a very pronounced weaving. 
and it slowed down when it got down when it got above me and then it went over me and then it went a little bit further on slowed almost down to a stop and then just blinked out of existence and I was like Jesus what was that you know so anyway that was one encounter now uh, probably a couple of weeks later I get back out there again and here's the three lights are back again so I said well okay I'm going to get get hold of this so I got my big binoculars out and I had a look couldn't see anything but the three blinking lights so I thought okay I'll get my night vision out so I got my night vision out and I and I managed to get in on it and I couldn't see any of the three blinking lights but what I saw was this massive sphere with a cube in it now this is before I heard Commander Dave Fravor from a Nimitz encounter described what he saw. I had no idea that he'd seen a smaller beach ball with a cube in it. Now, this thing was massive, and it was, like, translucent, and, like, the cube didn't look like... It didn't look solid, but it didn't look see-through either, but you could tell that there was this... There was this massive cube inside this massive sphere. And I was like, my God! So, anyway, I dropped the... uh, the uh, night vision and looked up again, sure enough I seen it again, there it was and then the second time I, I put the the goggles down, the flashing had stopped and then I put the goggles back up again and there was nothing nothing, everything had gone so I was like, bloody hell so anyway, after that after all that um, everything quietened down for a few months I didn't see anything and then I went out there one night with my little dog and in the northern sky, directly in front of my house, above the mountain in front of my house, these three lights were blinking again. And I was like, holy moly, they're back. So I got the night vision out and I looked. No, nah, there was no sphere or cube or anything like that. But what I noticed was these tiny little satellites were flying into it. And they'd, they'd fly in and they'd weave on their way in and they'd, they'd get to where, close to where the blinking lights were and they'd disappear. Now, they'd come in from all different angles, mostly the west and the south, and, like, usually two at a time. And two weeks ago, um, I was out there and there was just the one blinking light and I was looking at it and these, these little things were so fine. If you looked at them... Directly, you couldn't see them. They were like little satellites. But if you looked at them, you couldn't see them. So you had to sort of like spot them with your peripheral vision, right? Now, two of them, like a bat out of hell, came out of the southern sky towards this blinking light, and one was directly behind the other. And they, they slowed down to where near this blinking light, and then they disappeared. And then about oh, 10 seconds later, two more from the western sky, but come flying in to where this blinking light was. And they weren't one behind the other. They were, like, staggered, one one in front of the other and a little bit far far apart, you know. And they slowed down and they got into where this blinking light was and, once again, disappeared. And I'm like, holy moly. And that was only two weeks ago. But up until, like, before that, when they all started, when the blinking light started appearing in the northern sky... I mean, I'd go out there almost every night expecting to see these things. And, like, 
these little satellites, they're flying in from every angle at all, at all different speeds. Some were brighter than others. Some were really, really faint. But they'd all go into this area where the uh, blinking lights were. And I was like, wow. And I was watching it one night and I turned around and I was going inside thinking, you know, Jesus Christ, it's busy up there, you know. And I'm thinking, I can't be the only one that's seen all this. So I've turned around to go back inside and out of the southern sky, this massive red, like, looked like a, an orb came out of the southern sky. Now, it was bolting when it came, and it had no tail like a meteor or anything like that. It was about the size of a one-cent piece in the sky, so it was pretty big, and it was, it was motoring. And then it slowed down, slowed, slowed down, and then it stopped, and then it just blinked out of existence as well. So... Um, I don't know. I don't know what what's going on out here, but there's a lot of action in the skies up here. Yeah, wow, Neil, that is that is so fascinating because that that third UFO encounter that you had there, <clears throat> it is it is so eerily similar to a UFO encounter that I would have had about four years ago, and I completely forgot about it honestly until now because. What you said there absolutely jolted a memory for myself because the the UFOs, these small UFOs, almost like satellites, going into a blinking light. Yeah, I I kid you not. I've seen exactly the same thing here in the Cairns sky before, multiple wow. multiple times. Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I can't be the only one that's seen this because, like, one night I, I came in and I I was just thinking to myself, Christ busy up there tonight it was like i surely i can't be the only one seeing it so like i went on facebook and a couple of ufo um sites and stuff like that and wrote a few things uh brief description of what i've seen and i didn't get any replies except for one woman who said a, a professor of astrophysicist in scotland has been reporting the same thing and i was like oh okay then so, yeah, I, yeah. I, just don't, I just don't know. Yeah, no, it, it's completely blown my mind because I can't believe I've I kind of forgotten about it because maybe I just didn't think that was what I was seeing because it's it's really like nothing else I've I've ever seen before because maybe I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me. But you saying that it it honestly it it jolted that memory and it is as clear as day and it it's basically playing the same way that your that that third UFO encounter that you had basically went down for you. It is, it is incredible. Yeah, well, I mean, um, in in the same region of sky as well, another strange thing happened. I was just looking up there; nothing was happening. There was no flashing lights, no mini satellites, nothing like that. And I was just looking at this one particular spot, and blink, this star just appeared out of nowhere. And I mean, there wasn't a cloud in the sky, and this this star just like turned on, and I was like, "Right, well, I've got to remember that." So I came out the next night, and I looked at the same time, and I looked up, and it was still there. And then I came out the night after that, and I looked up, and it was gone. Now stars just don't disappear like that, especially when they're this big. 
you know. And so, yeah, some weird shit going on up there, Kate, I'll tell you. Yeah, mate, it definitely sounds like it. I um, I honestly, mate, I have so many questions for you. Um, Where do I start? Let's start at this this last UFO encounter, the one that kind of happened two weeks ago, the one that was the, the red ball. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that was, no, the, the two weeks ago was the, the little tiny ones that you could only see in your peripheral that were flying into the, the one flashing light. The red ball, it happened um, after those two flashes in the western sky and that one coming like a bat out of hell out of the western sky. I've turned around to walk back in the house and this big red ball was just like bolting through the sky and then slows right down, hangs for a second, and then just blinks it out. I mean, meteors don't do that, you know? No, and, and planes don't do that. The- no, no. I mean, like, we see planes over here all the time, and every now and then you'll catch one in the corner of your eye and you go, oh, is that one? And then you'll look at it for a couple of seconds, and you know straight away that that's a plane, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So this this red one that you saw... Was it making any noise at all? None. Not a, not a peep. And in your opinion, how how fast do you think this was going? Do you think that was kind of going faster than the speed of sound or anything oh, yeah. like that? Yeah, it would have been. When I initially saw it, it was rocketing. It was really moving quick. And it slowed down really quick too. And it had no tail. It had no tail at all. And it was bright red. And I'm like, I was in, I was in town the next day, and I said to my mechanic, I said, I reckon I've seen a UFO last night. He goes, Yeah, someone else said that earlier today. Yeah, really. And like, yeah, and I went, Really? Who? He goes, Oh, and then his phone rang, and he he, he he was on the phone, and that was the end of the convo. So I don't know if the same person had seen what I'd seen, or they'd seen something else. Yeah, that'll be uh, that'll be pretty interesting to follow that up if you uh, if you ever get the chance. But yeah, 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 I will. When that when that UFO when you saw the UFO, you didn't hear any sonic booms or anything like that. No, nothing like that. Yeah, that's that's really really intriguing because this. I don't know if you if you've been watching the news related to to UFOs and stuff like that, but the Pentagon is you know, slowly drip-feeding information out, saying that some of these crafts are moving at beyond the speed of sound without any sonic booms. And yeah, yeah. it's definitely uh, a trait that I'm I'm seeing so regularly in a lot of UFO encounters and people that I talk to. So it's, um, that doesn't surprise me that that was the case with that. I, um, I also wonder if it wasn't blinking out of existence. I wonder if it was shooting away from you in the opposite direction. And now, a quick word from our sponsor. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Also, are you wanting more content? Why not become a Believe Plus member? You'll get access to exclusive podcasts and episodes that aren't available to the public. Not only that, you'll also get our regular feed without any ads. 
Head to believepod.com forward slash plus to sign up today for just $5 a month. Well, I don't think so because it's sort of like, you know, like if, if you're turning off a, um, if you're turning off a light, um, it's like not the new LED lights, the old sort of lights that they'll sort of like waver a bit before they go out. It's sort of like wavered a bit. It didn't dim, but it's just sort of like blinked a little bit and then went out. So, and like, it was a perfect night for, for looking at the stars. And if it went anywhere, I would have seen it. It just, just disappeared. It, it came to a stop and then it just disappeared. It was just amazing. It makes you wonder what kind of technology can do that. Oh, I mean, just, just to see it, just, I'm, I'm just getting chills now just thinking about it because it was, like I said, looking in the sky, it was about the size of a one cent piece and it was quite a way up. So it must have been massive. And that's my thoughts. This thing would have to be huge because the, the way perspective, perspective works when you're looking into a sky, especially a night sky, for something to look as big as a, a one cent piece, that thing has got to be, that's got to be hundreds of meters big. Yeah, that's what I figure too. And that really makes you wonder what is, what is out there? What is making craft so big, so powerful and so nimble at that yeah. size? Yeah. Well, I mean, like uh, the sphere with the cube in it. Um, you, I mean, my, my jaw hit the floor when, when I was watching one of um, Fravor's YouTube videos and he said that this, this thing flew past him and it was like a beach ball with a cube in it. And this was like about two weeks after I'd seen this. And, like, I'm talking massive. This thing was massive because it would have been, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm only guessing it would have been 100K away. And it was big. And so, I mean... Whatever, who or whatever's making something like that, it's it's it really is unworldly. And well, let's talk about this this craft that you saw because I, I have so many questions about it. Uh, firstly, what was going through your mind when you could see just a couple of blinking lights, but when you put on the the night vision, you could see an actual. I guess solid craft there. What what went through your mind when when that happened? Oh, I was confused more than anything. I, I I didn't really understand what I was looking at. I mean, if I'd heard Fraver's story about um, the beach ball with the cube in it, I would have I would have been excited and I would have I wouldn't have taken my eyes off it for a second. But because I didn't know what I was looking at. I was just confused, and I thought, you know, is you know, is my mind playing tricks on me? Is you know, is it an, some sort of optical illusion? That's why, that's why I, I put the night vision down, and then I lifted it back up again to make sure that I was seeing what I was seeing because I was just confused. I really could not understand what I was looking at. I'd never seen anything like it in my life. Yeah, and the the fact that you weren't influenced by um, Commander Fravor's description of what he saw is that's really intriguing to me because you know you you've gone out there and you've seen this thing you had no other reference points for what you're seeing and the fact that what you saw was so similar to his it it really makes you wonder what is going on exactly 
you know, I, I, I felt exactly the same way because if I'd heard Commander Fravor's story beforehand and then I looked at it and I saw it and stuff like that, I, you know, I could probably convince myself that my subconscious was playing tricks on me or something, you know. But because I hadn't heard or even contemplated seeing such a thing, to, to actually see it and then to hear his description, I was, I was blown away. I really was blown away. Now, was this the UFO when you saw it? Uh, it did the, the big white flash in the sky? Um, no, it, it was the same, it was the same lights in the same position, but on a different night. There's something kind of, I guess, menacing about the fact that these lights have been in the sky, in the same spot, for so many nights. It, it kind of makes you wonder, are they, are they watching you? Well, I mean, I, I, I've thought the same thing because, like, when we were all, when got the whole family out, there was like six of us and we're all looking at these, these lights and we're all talking about it and, and mulling it over. What is it? What could it be? You know, and we're all confused because none of us had ever seen anything like it. And then as we're talking about it and, and, you know, and throwing out questions in wonder, they started coming closer. And, um, and, and, and I piped up. Jesus Christ, they're coming this way. They're moving closer towards us. And that's when my daughter-in-law goes, oh, I'm totally freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, you know, I, I, I probably don't think so. I probably don't think I'm that important to them, you know. I just think if they're doing something, I'm just probably lucky enough to see it, you know, because... Uh, yeah, but the fact that they were basically right outside my house for oh, a couple of months in the northern sky, because those were in the north-northwestern sky, but then for a couple of months in the northern sky, um, practically out the front of my house, uh, that, that makes me wonder that they could just be so obvious. Yeah, and... It's almost like it's a, a carefree attitude from these craft. They that they don't care that you see them. It seems to be the only time that they've cared was when you switched on a night vision, set of binoculars, and looked. Yeah, at them. yeah, and then, then then they've then they've gone all of a sudden. Yeah, but like what, what gets me too is these things are weaving and and they're surging in speed. You know, they'll speed up and slow down while while they're weaving, and like this is what you know, convinced me very early in the piece that these things are not satellites, you know? Because, like, they, they look like satellites. They're a lot smaller than satellites because you, you know what a satellite looks like. It's quite bright, you know? It looks like a looks like a, a star bolting across the sky, you know, quite slow in most cases. But these things were... One, the one that came out of the two flashes in the western sky was going like a that out of hell, you know, and then it slowed down and was surging and weaving through the sky. And just after you sort of like got over the top of my head and I turned around and continued to watch it, it just blinked out of existence. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, it, it sounds like such an insanely active part of the country that 
I wonder if there are more people around your town seeing the same thing or if this is something that is almost exclusive for you. That would be really interesting to find out. It would be. I mean, we've got an observatory, um, Derby's Falls Observatory, um, that's probably about 20, 30 k away. I should go and speak to them because, um, I mean, in town, like, there'd still be some light pollution, but out here there's none. And like I said, these sometimes these things are so small, you can only see them in your peripheral, you know. Yeah, and... So, that's that's actually a really interesting point that you make about the the whole light pollution thing because you know there's there's every chance that this is happening a lot more often in in populated places but because of of light pollution and you don't need a lot of light for the the night sky to get ruined no uh, the that your that your farm is so far kind of I would say off the grid it's what 25k west of of the main town yeah yeah and um i mean this could have been going on for years too, but because we had a drought for so long, right, you'd go out at night with a torch and you'd know there'd be no clouds in the sky, there'd be no moon, but you couldn't see the Milky Way for the dust. There was so much dust in the air over such a long period of time during the drought that, you know, this could have been going on for years. And, and I wouldn't have known. But it's, since the drought's broken and the, the the nights are just so crystal clear that you can see everything that's going on up there. Yeah, it's almost like the, the perfect storm for you to, to be seeing all of this stuff, which I think is so fantastic. Yeah, it is. I mean, it doesn't happen every night. It, it, it got to the stage where I thought it was, it was happening every night because every night I'd go out and I'd, I'd be seeing... Um, if not three flashing lights, one flashing light, and then all these like mini satellites bobbing and weaving and flying into that area and just blinking out of existence. But then it stopped, and I went through probably six or seven months without seeing anything. So, um, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's no rhyme or reason, no pattern to it at all. None at all. Because... I think uh, I think some people who will be listening to the podcast might be saying, "Well, maybe you're just looking in the night sky, and it's the sky is moving depending on the the time of the year." But the fact that you're going out there on on I guess a regular occasion, and they're there, then they're not there, then they are there during very similar periods of the year. In in my opinion, you know that kind of negates the fact that you know what you're seeing is potential just natural phenomena in. The I guess in the Milky Way, in the like in, in the seasonal shift of the of the night sky. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought the same thing. I, I thought, you know, is am I because the three lights were happening in the north northwest sky, and then sort of like a couple of months later they were directly in the north sky. I thought, have they shifted? You know, just through just through nature and the, and the movement of the night sky. But the night sky moves the other way. You know. Yeah, yeah. So that all those theories just go straight out the window. Yeah, then. yeah. It's all out, all out the window. Just, just like the the star that blinked into existence and was there for two nights and then not there the next night. I mean, I can't explain that either. Yeah, yeah. There, there is no rhyme or reason to that. There, and there is no explanation other than, you know, there's something occupying that space and then there's something not. Exactly. Yeah. So, what does your what does your family think of? 
the activity going on in the sky above your above your farm? Well, my wife thinks I'm bonkers. She uh, no, she doesn't believe it. I often I often hear the hear the sound cuckoo cuckoo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she thinks she thinks I'm balmy. But uh, my brother, um, he was. Very, very sceptical until he'd seen the lights because I, you know, I'd see all this stuff and I'd be texting him. I'd be texting him. I saw more UFOs last night, mate. He'd be like, what's going on out there? You know, so he's starting to come around. And my son-in-law, he, he saw um, a UFO off Newport Beach in Sydney with a group of friends during a, a UFO, do they call them a flash or a flap? A UFO, a famous UFO flap in the 90s of the northern beaches of Sydney. Now, my son-in-law believes because him and his friends saw this UFO off Newport Beach. There was about eight or ten of them all saw this UFO as, as, as clear as day, you know. So, so he believed from the start. And, and you know what? That that UFO wave that you're talking of, I I honestly believe I've had two people come on the podcast to talk about UFOs during that same period in that same area. Yeah, well, it's quite famous. I mean, they were, they were seen over Narrabee Lakes and Collaroy and Long Reef and um, Newport and Bilgola and all these, all these northern beaches sort of... Um, Places and they were seen over a period of, I think it was around a Christmas period. And, um, yeah, and my son in law and, and his friends saw one of these, uh, encounters off, off Newport Beach. So he, he, he believes straight away. And I think that's good to, you know, it's, it's all good and well to have a few family members who, you know, like to have a, a little bit of a laugh about it, but, I think it's also so important to have that, you know, a couple of people close to you who genuinely believe what you're seeing because it could, it can kind of make you wonder, geez, am I actually seeing this stuff or, or am I kind of just thinking something's there when there's nothing there? Well, well I mean, it's, it's good to have validation, but I mean, honestly, I, I, I don't believe I'm going crazy. I, I know what I've seen, and I believe in what I've seen. You know, it's 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 just something that I've witnessed that I can't explain. Um, my my brother and my family have all seen the blinking lights. They haven't seen so much the 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 flying satellite type uh, type turnouts. But um, you've got to be out there sort of like for a while to watch and all that for for them to come in, sort of thing. Just when, just because you see the lights doesn't mean that you're going to see these things fly in. You more or less got to hang around for, oh, I don't know, 10, 20, 30 minutes, and then you'll see all the action sort of, it all sort of picks up all of a sudden. They all come in from all different angles, you know? Yeah, it, it sounds like there's just so much activity out there. Have you ever thought of, Investing in some sky watching gear and, and potentially camera gear to hook up to that. I have, but I, like, I, I tried to film it on me on, on my phone, but that was hopeless. You know, absolutely pointless. Um, well, I have thought about it, but um, that's about all I've done. I've only thought about it. I mean, these things, like I said, that sometimes they are so small. 
I really doubt, I really doubt that anything would pick it up but the naked eye, you know. Yeah, and that's a fair point too because, you know, you ask anyone who's taken a picture of the moon, guarantee you it looks shit on their phone and you're, <laughs> try, you're trying to capture something that's a fraction of the size of that on video, which, you know, it's it's basically an impossibility because that's what the, the that's the number one thing that, a lot of skeptics have is, you know, everyone has phones in their pockets. How come they're not getting good pictures or videos of, of these UFOs? And like you said, what you're seeing can be so minute in the sky that you have and no chance ha- of capturing it. And, and it happens so quickly as well. It's, it's not like it hangs around for you to sort of like move your camera into that position and, and have it focused and ev- get it focused and everything like that. It's basically... Uh, it's over as it happens, you know. It usually happens that quick that, um, oh, did you see that sort of thing? It's gone, you know. Yeah. It, it's just very, very quick. So, Neil, what do you think you're seeing above your farm? Well, I used to believe in it, that what I was seeing and everything like that was like aliens, but I, 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 I'm not going down that road anymore. I'm starting to believe that what I'm seeing is part of a phenomenon that's always been here. And they're either living in another dimension or they have some ability to to cloak themselves from us so that we can't see them for real. I'm not sure, but I'm sort of like drifting away from spacemen and um, starting to believe that it's sort of like natural phenomenon that they've always been here. Yeah, I think that's a I think that's a, a great answer because it's it's so easy to go down the path of oh yeah these are little green men piloting ships from Mars or you know something like that. Who who knows what's next on the on the radar for you because it sounds like your your interactions with these lights are, are getting more more fantastical as time goes on because it's almost like they're getting a little bit more brazen. Well, I mean, they are, you know, because, like, I'd never seen one behind the other um, go into this zone and then disappear. And then two from from the opposite, from sort of like two from the south, one directly behind the other, and then two from the west come in about 30 seconds later. So, I mean, like, I ha- you had to be looking at that spot to see it, you know. If you, if you were looking just a little bit away, you would have missed it. You had to be looking at that spot. So, yeah, it makes me wonder too. Well, Neil, I want to thank you for coming on the show, mate. Your encounters are super fascinating. And, you know, the, the fact that you saw essentially the same ufo encounter that i saw about four years ago and it just absolutely jolted my memory has been i guess a, a bit of a treasure for myself so thank you for for coming on and sharing your stories mate that's, that's, that's my pleasure Kate. and that's going to do it for tonight and remember if you have had an encounter get in touch with me my email address is believe at ccradio.com.au Or you can message me on Facebook and that's facebook.com forward slash Believe UFO Radio. Until next time, stay safe and you've been listening to Believe Australian Paranormal and UFO Radio.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 